Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Mike Stockins, joined with me by Joe Penn. And a special guest today. And Cole. And Cole. And Cole. Let's go. Well, we were talking about this on text earlier. Yeah. Was it been? It was 10 years since you'd been at the shop, but that's yeah. not how long we've known each other. No, so we knew each other a little bit before. Because um, if you go back to like 2013, that's when we done the Cheltenham convention. So yeah. we kind of like, that's probably the first time we actually met properly. But I think yeah. we chatted a little bit before that. Easy guy to get on with, so... You, you, ah, <laughs> stop it! Um, no, it was cool, man. It was a, uh, it was kind of a fun convention, to be fair. But yeah, that's at like the race course, wasn't it? That was. That's that a was. good venue. That was. I liked it. Yeah. It, felt, it felt like a bit, felt a bit new. Like, do they still lot, do that? Like, don't, don't think so. Do they? I don't know. Oh, I haven't that, that was the first and last time I went. Tattoo Royale. That was oh the name, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I remember a bunch of like cool people getting on board. Like Chan was giving away machines. I think oh, like, really? that's when like Fusion started giving away inks for prizes and stuff like that, when it? it was like, oh. yeah, some cool stuff coming through back then. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go from the start, right? Go on. And Cole, the baby days. Ooh. Were you always into art or was it like something that kind of gravitated when you found tattooing or was it, what were you doing before tattooing? It's like actually, the start way back, oh, way okay. back, your so, earliest memories of art. To be honest, I've always drawn yeah. Like, like always, always drawn. It's just been that thing. I'm the one in the family that does it. Going through school, I was always that friend on the bus that would do people's homework on the bus in. and that Art homework? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was just that kid. Like, just always did art. So, yeah, it's always been there. I think going through, where was it? It was like, even back at school, going back through school, I did like the whole GCC thing, into A-levels, all of that. Because basically... With art, yeah. All with, all, this is all with art. So it's always that fine art type stuff, isn't it? It's like... Mm. You kind of get told what to do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like, I've always been interested in art. Funny enough, actually, one of my first memories, my mum always brings it up, is we were, like, on a plane somewhere, and apparently I was there, like, drawing away. And then uh, she's like, oh, what are you working on? And I like, turned around. I must have been, like, eight or nine. And I just held up this picture, and it's literally, like, a plane on fire. Like, <laughs> people, <laughs> people, like, just jumping out of it, like, parachutes. Like, but, oh, I can but also... But they've all got, like, happy faces, yeah, like, smiles. I can draw and also predict the future. So. <laughs> That's so, the start yeah. of a horror film, man. Oh, yeah, so... No, nah, the, the drawing's always been there. I've always been into art, and it's always kind of been... wasn't meant to be, but it, it was always that thing I could fall back on. You know how everyone's yeah. like, oh, you should go uni, you should do this. You've always got something to fall back on. Art was like almost my thing to fall back on. Um, but where would you see yourself... Take, you say fall back on, but for me, when I think of the art industry, it's quite a turbulent thing, yeah, isn't it? So, I know it is, really. So do you mean as a comfort thing, or do maybe, you mean like a... Maybe, if you think about... Yeah, I suppose so. Um, because for me, I didn't... Tattooing wasn't, like, the first thing I tried to get into, like, after, um, like, college, uni, all that stuff. Yeah. I actually went a lot more, like, banker road, all that, like, crap up the city. Oh, okay. Um, so I actually, like, spent, like, a few years up there trying to do the whole trading thing and all went that. Went to finance, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, that okay. sort of thing. Yeah, so, like, all, all, like, all pretty boring and button bashing and stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was, like, got to, I think it was, like, 2007, and we had that big recession, so I lost my job up the city and I was trying to do bits to get back up there. But in the meantime, I just had like a uh, bit of a dead end job at Comet, which is now kaput. Like Comet don't exist no more. Yeah. So just yeah. as well. And um, yeah, when I was there, that's when I sort of started picking up my drawing and stuff again. How old are you at this point? So at this point, I was probably 21, 20, 21. Okay. So came 
It was, I was a bit later. I wasn't like a one little of these, bit. Yeah, I wasn't one of these guys that was um, straight out of school thinking I want to get an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. Because um, obviously, you, I mean, you probably know from back then, like before 2010, trying to get information in tattooing. Yeah. Like, my God, man, like the gatekeeping, yeah. like you couldn't get it. Yeah. Even on like four. It was scary to go like, in the places. It was. It was yeah. really scary. So, yeah, coming out of, um, coming out of that, that dead-end job and that, started drawing again. And it was actually someone I was with at the time that got me, uh, or she reached out to a tattooer and said, my guy's sort of like looking to get back into it. And he basically gave her a few pointers to pass along. And okay. then that sort of like just helped my drawings out. And from there, started popping into a few shops with these pretty much just line drawings, to be honest. But yeah. I did have other stuff from uni and college and that to fall back on. I had just other portfolios and things. So yeah. I did know. I think that's important for a portfolio yeah. when some people bring them in these days. What do you think now looking back at your portfolio or what you remember what it was, if you had an apprentice coming into your shop, because now you're a yeah. proud shop owner now. So if you come had someone coming back into, um, sorry, coming into your shop with a portfolio, what would you look at knowing your portfolio from the past? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, to be honest, effort. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Like, I've always just want to see like diversity in it. I don't want to. I don't want to just see someone that's trying to replicate tattoo designs. Right. Because I feel like you can learn to tattoo that way, but you can't really learn art that way. Like you yeah, want to. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You want to kind of like have some sort of like background on. Oh, this is where I know shading goes because the light's hitting from here and stuff like that. And you're only going to get that if you just just keep doing stuff and just keep experimenting. Yeah. So for me, it was lucky because I'd obviously had all these teachers that I thought, they don't know what they're on about, they're just telling me what to do. But then when you actually look back at the portfolio, you're like, oh, well, I can pick bits from here and here and here to see what they've tried to teach. So when you've got a big portfolio like that, yeah, you've got just lots to show. So any apprentice coming in, I'm always going to say, show me what you got, man, everything. Yeah. Like just everything. Because yeah. if you see like a love for it, then you know the motivation is going to be there following that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's always the, for me like the inspiration in it. It's like you're, you're right, your enthusiasm is not what makes the style. Yeah. it's um, Sorry, it's the style is not what makes you the artist. It's the enthusiasm in the style. Because yeah, if you're enthusiastic at a bunch of things, I'm sure it will be good mm. because you like it. Yeah, exactly. You know? The more you're into something, the, the better you're going to get. Do you get a lot of apprentices come by your shop? We've had a few. We've had a few. I was like, I was actually buzzing at the start when they first came in because some of them were so young, like turned up in their school uniform, got their stuff out their bag. Yeah. So I was just like, this is rad. Like, I wish I'd done this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I was also hit with a bit of reality of like where it hadn't gone anywhere after. So give it like a year and then the same guy came back and like I was like, oh, man, he's there's no progression. These are the same drawings. Mm. I was like, I was like, I was so rooting for him. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, because you can see yourself in him. Yeah, yeah, I guess bit. so. Yeah, but like, look, give, give it do some credit. He came in, you know, no parents, no nothing. Like that thing that we always like. Came in on his own back, nervous as hell. Showed his drawings. Um, yeah, I think if he'd if he just come back with a bit more, then mm. it would have been good. But still, he's got to be fifteen now, sixteen. So he's still. Got oh, like, he's very. Oh, he's young. really young. Okay, so like, yeah, he's yeah. still got like time. It's a hard age to get disciplined or something. It's like where discipline sets into something that you want to do. Yeah. Because I think the school, laddie daddy, yeah. I'm with my mates, is still lingering, isn't it? Yeah. It's not until you leave school when you go, 
shit. <laughs> Be, like, big respect, though, for being that age and being able to, like, go in there That's and what just what I'm just coming in by myself. I'm going to show you what I've been doing. Honestly, man, like the whole shop just down tools and was like, yeah. is that a school uniform? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what school is it? <laughs> so, yeah, so like, yeah, massive, massive respect to that dude for doing that. So, yeah, I just hope that he plugs away and he, he comes back. Oh, there's still hope for this guy. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's, you we know, might like be listening. Said, like 15, 16, who knows? Future apprentice. Always said I wouldn't take on another one, but who knows? No, why's that? I think it's time. I think mm. if I didn't have a family, it'd be different. Yeah. But I think now I've got, now I've got a family and that to look after. And it's just, actually, it's not really the looking after thing. It's more just having time with them. It's yeah. just like the more time you have for something else, the more time you take away from them. So, Do you think there's a way that you can balance it with setting boundaries with your apprentice? Like the reality that that is your life. And mm. if you were able to teach, you could only set it in with within think, working parameters when you're in. I think unless, unless it turns out to be like one of those like shop apprentices. You know, yeah. I think the guys you've had in have been quite good from that. They like nick bits from everyone. Yeah, they do. But yeah, yeah you know, you know that dynamic. You just got to kind of make sure that everyone that's in the shop is is sweet with that. Yeah, and then and then go from there. Um, but yeah, for me personally, and having someone like doing my stuff, following me, and like watching everything I do, I'm like, don't know, I don't want to take on that full mm. full responsibility. Yeah. So rewind then when you were coming back to getting your apprenticeship and you yeah. left the banking job. So this is actually quite funny, um, only because of like all the stuff you hear nowadays. Right. So I'll, just to give it like preface it a little bit, like you know, you know how everyone's like, you have to have an apprenticeship. You will learn <laughs> bad habits. You cannot learn from home. Mm-hmm. And then there's like in our generation, there's like eighty percent of us that are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, you yeah, can't do that that's, ever. <laughs> that's exactly how we did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> the the figures is, is when you hear stories about that as well, it's always the people, I, I see the conversation change now. Yeah. It used to be no, yeah, right? Yeah. And then there will be advice out there where people would say, because there's a lot of videos on Instagram of people trying in their like apartments and stuff like that. And, and yeah. people are just publicly putting it out there, which yeah. no one used to back in the day. No, used to be so zip, scared. You know, so scared. yeah, you'd get, you'd get berated online yeah. when you know. Um, and they still do to a degree, but you'll get, I've seen some big artists that will be like, you know, this isn't the way that you should do it. I always suggest they get an apprenticeship just, you know, and they'll say there's a lot of people that get successful from doing this, but you know, it doesn't mean that you will, you know, yeah. so try if I, I did it, but do it the right way, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, like. yeah. Because really, like, say even for myself, I would have loved to have someone that coached me the whole way oh, through. Yeah. yeah. But then there's there's problems with that because when you commit mm. yourself to someone, if they're an absolute train wreck of a person that yeah. you see, you know, 2020 when everyone's getting... Yeah. You know, shout it out and you're going, ooh, and you get, that's my all, boss. They all get, like, emotionally <laughs> involved as well. You know, they don't want to, like, admit it. But then, like, it comes to the end and, like, what happened to your apprentice? Like, oh, he, he fucking left. He, he did it for he, three months and then he just, that was it. He just up and left and he went working somewhere else because he could work full time. I'm like, but was he good enough? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I taught him. <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, then, you did good. Mm. It's just like, yeah, like, it's, it's shit. You walked out on your shop, but, like, you did good. Yeah, no one thinks about the trade anymore of yeah. you going, like, it was free time for knowledge. Yeah. And then, so you're going, and also the the unwritten verbal contract of your life. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? that's it. <laughs> you will work here for it. If you like. made that environment, they would stay. Yeah, no, know? that's it, yeah. If you, yeah, if you, that is totally it. If you've got a good dynamic and a good environment, people will stay. 
So, so yeah, so getting back to me then with how I got into it, um, it led on from getting those doing those drawings and that, and I kept going into place locally to me called, in Chelmsford called Ed's Head. I don't know if you remember that, but Ed was like one of the first people to bring yes. in needles and inks and that from like overseas and stuff. Right, so, okay, yes. Like, yeah, it's it um, it definitely like there was stuff going on in that shop and they had some artists as well, like Steve with the dot work stuff, like insane. And Zav, like, my God, man, I've never seen anyone like Pat Color like that dude. Like, right. I've still got a black elbow from first hit, no touch-ups, no nothing, and it's still as black as the day you first done it, wow. which is like 13, 14, maybe actually longer. Yeah, about, about 15 years ago, I'd say. Jeez. So, yeah, dude knew what he was doing for sure. Um, so, anyway, I kept going into this shop, showing him drawings. Zav kept giving me, uh, kept giving me some sort of, like, info and that. Uh, I think he was the first one to sell me a machine as well. So I actually got my machine off him. And he just said, like, look, dude, like, if you're going to do it, do it on your friends. Like, I can tell you can be trusted. You're not going to go put stuff out online and all that. So I did, man. I just kept it, just kept it to I myself. Do and... as I say and not as I do. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So this is yeah. it. This is why, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm all right. I'm, I don't mind talking about this stuff. So Zav gave me a massive helping hand with that. Um, and I was getting my sleeve done by him at the time. So... Anything I was kind of learning from... So he knew your character, really? He knew, yeah. He knew I weren't going to be one of these dicks. I was going to go just fucking infect people and just, like, not care about the actual standards of tattooing. Yeah. um, So, yeah, I was careful about it. Um, And, yeah, I just stuck to my friends. I just had friends that were, like, open to just getting crap tattooed. Still friends now? Oh, yeah. Oh, must be good then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, yeah, for sure. Like... It's just, I just had that bunch of friends that were always like into doing their own like jackass videos and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? They just did not care. So yeah. they were up it's for funny anything. how many groups of people. I've been to <laughs> yeah. Berlin and interviewed people and it's the same story really? between the people. So it's like a pattern of people. They're all <laughs> counterculture people. They're all like things like extreme sports or yeah. things like that. They all was in that era of the jackass era yeah. and all that stuff. And it makes it easier for those friends to be like, yeah, you can whack a fucking yeah. snake on my leg that you can barely draw. Yeah, you know? No regrets, man, no <laughs> yeah. like, Fucking funny. Um, so, yeah, I had these friends and I did, like, even though they're my mates, I still took it seriously. And eventually it just sort of, like, led on and the tattoos got slightly better, still not great. And, um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a basic uh, progression of just teaching myself, really. <laughs> Um, but using tips and that that I picked up off of Zav while he was doing my sleeve over the course of like 18 months or something. Yeah. Um, and then Exile came knocking. So they just reached out to me on, on in, uh, not Instagram back then, it would have been Facebook. And they just asked, like, would you be interested in coming down to to open up the shop with us? And I was just like, well, I don't know about open up a shop. I was like, but I'd love to work, yeah. Right. So I went down and then they were like, they basically said they needed an artist that had a certificate like to be able to like open up at the time because they had someone and he just bullshitted and didn't have a certificate. So old council lady came down to grant it and they're like, she's like, I can't give this. Right. <laughs> so, so that they just owned the shop. They, they owned the shop and they needed someone in. And, right. Um, okay. And yeah, I was one of the people that they called up. Um and I was like, look, I don't know how this shit works. I was like, let me go to Zav and see what needs to happen. And Zav basically was just like, look, we'll do you a solid. We'll say that you don't know apprenticeship, your apprenticeship with us. That will sign you off from the council. Like, you know what you're doing in terms of like where you get your inks and, you know. And the like, council was very lenient to... then as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they were the probably time. a little bit more lenient. But, they, you know, they still wanted to make sure that health and safety was all like ticked off. Mm. So, yeah, it was... Um, 
Yeah, it was a case of just basically having this chat with this woman, telling them that Zavanat had given me my apprenticeship and just bullshitting my way through it. Mm. Um, and then Bob's your uncle, I get a certificate and I can work in exile. And uh, at the time it was me, Shen Schubert, and then Will Sparling came along as well shortly oh, after. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they literally went from having no one to having like three people. Yeah. And yeah, they're all certified and they're all like pretty decent for you consider like what was about then. Like that shop so. was in Chelmsford. No, no. So the shop I the shop I got all my tips from was in Chelmsford. In Chelmsford. And in Exile was more towards South End. It was in a place called Benfleet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Small a place? Tiny place. Tiny yeah. place. It was like a little it used to be well, it turned into a barbershop afterwards, actually. But it was tiny. It had, like, two beds. Mm. And then we'd try and squeeze in a third, like, or, like, you know, like someone... Convention style. <laughs> someone tattering off one end of the bed and then you got the client sat on the other end of the bed. Like, yeah. Oh, back. really? <laughs> <laughs> that is convention style. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was quite funny. But, yeah, they were the really early days, man. So you're going back to, like, 2010, I think, then. That's when it was all happening. The music scene for, like, in our era was, like, the... The scene, yeah. emo kids, they were getting yeah, covered in tattoos. Yeah, they were. Throats and faces and shit like that. It really started exploding, yeah. didn't it? And, like, because everything, like, in the scene was all pieces, <clears throat> wasn't it? Yeah. It was really easy because we didn't really have to think much about composition and, like, how to build a sleeve. Mm. It was very much, can you do this tattoo? Yes. Yeah, I yes. want it here. And yeah. then I'm getting another one yeah, next to it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were just like, yeah, sweet. It's just like, I tell you what, this week I'm doing line work, so we're going to practice the line work. It's like, I'll do that on you now. Come yeah. back in a couple of months and we'll see where I'm at with the shading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Would you remember your first tattoo on one of your friends? Uh, I actually remember my very first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on a dude called Luke Markey. I think he's still in Suffolk, actually. Um, I drew up like a pamphlet coming out of a rose and it was like, it was just like, we're just going to try line work. We're just going to see how this goes. So it's still to this day never been touched up, never had any shading or anything done to it. And yeah. it's just like, just lines, probably like a seven round liner with an old uh, Mickey Sharps machine. Oh, well, the T-Doll. Probably was the was T-Doll. I think liner, so. You know, it's got yeah, like, the yeah, circle got with the, the holes circle in it. The holes around yeah, it. yeah. Exactly the one. Mate, so, every, everyone's lived the same life. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. My Mickey Sharps I had was uh, Paul Rogers and that was from yeah. Zav. But Zav tuned it up. So mm. he's like, don't worry. He's like, just turn it up and he'll pack it in. I was like... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. My elbow's like still there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's fun. No good times, man. So yeah, that was it. I was at Exile and then that was that was it, I think, shortly after that. It must have been about 2010 that Instagram sh took off, no? Mm. So and I think I think Maybe. it was just that. I think it was just the want of like get more tattoos in, get more practice, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that was it. So my apprenticeship wasn't really, wasn't really, uh, yeah, so... Like everyone else is, like just I just went in. Yeah, no, no bad navigation through the industry or. Uh, all right, I won't go talk about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. You can cut shit if you need to. No, it's, it's really actually not even that bad. But I did, I did actually have an apprenticeship, and it was uh, Urban Inc. in South End, and this was this was while I was at Comet. Um, so I was trying to fit it in where I could. Eventually, had to sack off Comet tried to just keep going with this tarot apprenticeship. It lasted about eight, nine months. It wasn't like I did nothing. Mm. Um, but it was it, it quickly became obvious that I was just cleaning. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like everyone's got the same story. Like it, it did teach me things, like in terms of like cross contamination and stuff. So 
it wasn't like it wasn't wasted, but there was like two other apprentices in front of me, so it was like, right, is you, this ever gonna happen? Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and I guess your drive for wanting, to, we all want things to be fast. As much as no one wants to say yeah. this about the industry, yeah, take your time with everything, and good things are gonna come. And you got all those exactly. things, but it doesn't stop the desire to want to do it. No, nah. you know. So, nah, and exactly I'm a very that. like active person. Like if I if if even if this weekend I'd be like. I'm going to do a painting this weekend. I'll go to the art shop and buy all the stuff and then do yeah. the painting, you know, immediately instead of like, maybe you should plan it and maybe <laughs> you should do this. I've never been that good at that, you nah, know. Nah, planning's for pussies. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that you work like that. We, we, were, we were talking in a um, our last episode, actually, oh, yeah. about your uh, style. Oh, right. Of, um, we're saying how it's great how people have different ways. Because I'm a firm believer. I didn't used to think like this because I was yeah. so kind of brainwashed by, like... Um, the arts and industry all together, you know, but yeah. as, as the older I've got with it, right. The more that I've noticed that like, it's all about the end result. Yeah. Right. And you're a perfect example of people <laughs> would look at your work and you, you can draw anything. So, you oh. know, you do like black and gray sleeve, a religious, and then next would be like neo-Japanese sleeve. And they both styles are great, you know, <laughs> and then you've got your own style, your neo-traditional yeah. that I recognize you for you know, and then you'll do that, right? But you'll do it when someone walks into the <laughs> tattoo convention and go, so what are we doing? And they go, uh, an owl sleeve. And you'll be like, oh, okay. And then you just start drawing it. And it's great, you know? So I always say, like, when people say they're like, no, you need to sit down, you need to do this, yeah. you need to do that. And I go, well, look at this guy's work. And they go, mm. see, he probably does. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he does none yeah. of that. It's about the process of how comfortable you right. are. Yeah. And then when we interviewed Russell, um, he's over in the States. Yeah. And he was like, I never draw anything. I just turn yeah, up and just... Mad, right? He goes, I just see what they want. And Which then, Russ is this? Um, it's Russell Moore. Uh, he's, he's an anime tattooer. Right, gotcha. But he... Um, he yeah, he won't draw anything. And he he's like, so all my nights are just have me time, yeah. you yeah. know? And then I go into the tattoo shop and say, what do you want and do it? And, but you see his tattoos, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you yeah. kind of get jealous of you going, <laughs> you have loads of free time to uh, like. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> honestly, I actually think it's something that like, I just, it's just always been there with me. Like it's the same with like- Do you still work, work like that? Cause I only see that so, at a convention side. So I didn't want to overstep with yeah. me saying no, that. No, 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 honestly, do you know man, I, mean? I don't mind people like making assumptions, it's cool. Um, so majority of the time, yes. But mm. it's only it's only because I just genuinely think it's just inbred in me. Like all my yeah. homework was like on the bus, like deadline day. Like it was never done in advance or mm. planned. It's just how I've always been. Kind of conditioned um, yourself into yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily, it gives me more creativity being like that. But I just think that if I plan it, like, you know what we're all like? Like you, you draw shit and then you get up the next morning and you're like, oh, fuck's mm, sake, yeah. that, that's crap. I like, mm, wouldn't bother yeah. putting all that effort in for. Like, so sometimes I think when you get someone in that wants something, if you know it's a sleeve, like, all right, cool, um, you have a kind of like idea in your head of what you want to do. Um, and that's actually one of the things that college and that used to have a go at me for. They're like, oh, I want to see how you got to your design. I'm like, but it was in my head. And then yeah. I put it on paper. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but surely that's not your final one. I'm like, well, why can't it be? Like, it's like, it's, that's what art is, right? Like you think of shit and then you put it on paper yeah. or you put it into like whatever media Yeah, what about those people that throw paint at a board? Exactly. You know? So in all honesty, I think with age, I've got a bit more responsible with it. So I will 
if there's smaller things that I know I can do the morning of and that, and I can keep my nights to myself, then I'll do it that way. But if there's big pieces I've got coming in, like I've been to, doing a lot of back pieces in that recently. Yeah. So that sort of thing, I just think I know what it was like for me committing to do that, like getting mine done. Yeah. So I would want my artist being a bit more prepared. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just put that into myself and just think like, right, no, these, these guys are going to spend a lot of money, going to commit with you, like do it properly. Yeah. Um, and it will still be the first idea that comes to my head, but you know what it's like, you just sketch and then as you sketch things change anyway. So it's yeah, kind sure. of like your first idea, but just yeah. tweaked. Yeah, yeah. So that was basically it. So I just just kind of with bigger pieces would just think, right, I'll just give myself like one or two nights before now and mm. then start getting on top of it. Because stenciling in the morning of is fucking ag anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, especially when you had to hand do them before oh, the years God. of doing. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think I ever had to hand stencil a single like big piece. I think everything no. was I think everything was pretty small. I used to do it all the time for years until someone showed me a stencil machine. I was like, why aren't you using this? And I was like, because <laughs> I'm dim. Like, oh, I do remember using them, but yeah, they were just always like, just it was like back in the day, so it's just smaller pieces. Yeah, yeah, you could never get the lines right on them never. either because you're never. like, you have to use a biro and you're like, yeah, but they're kind of thick. Yeah, when it gets yeah, to the paper it. and then that, the paper kind of goes around <laughs> it and then, yeah, it was, it but was I terrible. I can remember like, I can remember um, getting getting those like stencils and stuff and then like, do you ever remember like someone trying to like trick you so then you'd like, someone you'd work with, you'd go put your stencil on them after you'd hand drawn it and then you'd like peel it off and you'd been like, why is there a fucking penis there? Yeah. Like, and you're like, what the hell? And then like you have a look at the page and you see that someone's just used like the tip of a pen, like like just like the lid, and they've drawn a penis on that you can't see. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So then when you peel back the stencil, you're like, oh, fuck me, it's a penis there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, stuff like that was always funny. There's no mystery anymore. Um, but, yeah, I can't remember what you said before that. So I was talking about your process um, and, yeah, you kind of cleared up what... Yeah you know, what you would do. And you, you said that you've kind of adapted and changed with that due to getting tattooed. Yeah. Because yeah. um, uh, your back's done... Uh, by who? Yeah, your yeah, back... Yeah, I've got it done by Peter, Peter Lagergren. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah he's, he was cool, dude, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen anyone, like, draw up a back piece, have it ready, stenciled, smashed on in, like, that, that quickly before. It was insane. Yeah. Was so like, you're kind of inspired by that process. Yeah. I was yeah. like, God damn it, this is this is what people expect. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not to yeah. be sat in a waiting room for three hours while I'm still drawing and like trying to stick stencil together. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I think we do get a little bit of like when we meet other people, it, it, it's kind of inspiration, but it's kind of like um, nerves as well. You're like, yeah. oh, is that how everyone's doing it? Oh my God, maybe yeah. I should, you know, when really that. I still believe there isn't a right way. Like as long as like yeah. the outcome is good, like yeah. you're taking, mm. you're doing it, and and it's good. Exactly. You know that that probably work for them great. Yeah. You know, and you tweaking it now that you've met Peter and when do you know what I'm going to give myself a little bit of head yeah. start now that's working and that's great. You yeah, know, exactly. that's fine. But you know, there, there's people I just see some of their videos where they're just like free handing backs on. Oh yeah, no man. I would never do that. No, you know. No way. And if I'm, one of my apprentices, yeah. like Joe, was like, "I'm just going to free hand this whole back piece on," I'd probably go, "No," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that guy would tell you completely yeah. different. So yeah. that's it's too hard to. Yeah, there, there really isn't any right way about it. Like you say, as long as the finished product there, the customer is happy and. What you really got to worry about, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're taking loads of time and still charging them through the roof. Yeah. Like, then, yeah. yeah, that's not going to make a happy customer. But 
nah, I think if you follow if you follow the basics of just looking after someone and giving them a good tattoo, then they'll come back. Yeah, pull the mic to you a little Sorry, bit more. I'll, sit, I'll just sit more to it. Yeah, it's because yeah. I'm like, I'm like I'm, even though I'm talking to my mates, I'm like trying to be like, <laughs> trying to be cool, but at the same time, I'm also like, I can feel my body shaking. Why am I? Really? Like, honestly, nervous. the nerve. I'm, 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 I know I'm bad talking in front of people, yeah. but not you two. This I guess mad. because it gets processed and it goes out, anyone can listen to it. Does that oh make God, you feel better? It's the nerves. So who's going to listen to this? How does it feel your tattooing now that you have a tattoo shop? So run through the, before we get into that um, question, give a little bit of background on the shop, how it come about, Okay. how long it was in the making, or was it? Yeah. I, I actually don't know this. No, I do not. Because it was, it was around lockdown, right? Yeah, so it was around lockdown. Yeah. Because um, I was working with, uh, Cody Smith and Luke Oakman first, yeah. um, another shop. And through that friendship, like, because we were sort of upstairs on our own, so it was basically just us. There was other artists downstairs, but because we were just together all the time. The boys. Um, the boys, yeah, 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 very much that. So, yeah, we just sort of struck up a friendship and kind of wanted to do something with it. But it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like since I started working with them, that was always the plan. I think lockdown just changed that for us. Mm. Um, and also, so you, it gave you a way out. Would you say of the situation yeah. you're in, or an opportunity? I don't know because I'm, I've always been quite like devil may care in that sense. Like I don't like I tattoo, and I've always tattooed locally, so I was kind of confident I'd find a shop somewhere if I needed to move on. Mm. But in terms of doing my own thing, I think that was just opportunity because of lockdown. I think like coming out of lockdown, we all had the clients, and yeah, the business loans and stuff were available. And I was like, I'm never going to get this opportunity again to get like a large sum of money with like... And time off to do it. And time off, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah So yeah. I've always been terrible at saving money as well. So yeah, it was kind of, it was just used that to my advantage. And I just spoke to the boys about it and they were like, yeah, fuck it, let's, let's try and do it. Mm. So yeah, we just we all sort of like put in and then decided to set something up. Um, so it is you free like the figureheads so, of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, and it just so happens, man. I've actually like I've known Cody and Luke for years. Mm. Like I've done Luke's first toes like back in probably like 2014 or something like that, maybe a bit earlier than that. Cody, I've known for years. Like you've known Cody for years. Yeah, yeah. Since since he started apprenticing. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Cody was just one of those dudes that was always on the scene, like locally to me, and not the tattoo scene, more like the band scene sort of stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. Cody had his little thing where he was doing his t-shirts and stuff. Um, and they were sort of like going out around bands on the local scene and then I was going to gigs. So, so he was, he was illustrating four bands. He was illustrating that back at the time, yeah. yeah. Okay. That. Do you remember Caught Me Clothing? That's what it was called. Caught Me. Caught Me, Caught no. Me, yeah, as in Caught Me Clothing. That was his little thing. Had a bit of that sort of like Drop Dead thing, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, everyone yeah, back then that sort of the like had that sort of, yeah. that sort of influence. Yeah. So yeah, me and Cody go back years and Cody was one of the ones that I tattooed Back at home. Like, oh, okay. So, yeah, he's got one of my early, uh, probably the first shark I tattooed, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, that's kind of funny. But, yeah, yeah, cut to years later, lockdown hits. We want to set something up, had the time to do it. So, we're like, fuck it. Like, let's just let's just go for it. And mm. and that was it. That's how Electric Snake was born. Who come up with the name? Fuck me, the names. Jesus Christ. Honestly. You, oh, you had a list oh, names? Mate, the names. <laughs> And the arguments that went with the names. Like, everyone's like, yeah, have three people, like, set up a business. It'll like, starting a band. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> man. I was like, 
we can argue like this all the time because oh, this isn't yeah. going to work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be up till like stupid o'clock and I'd just be like just sending. I've probably still got notes on my phone of where things would just come to me and I'd just write them down. So then the next day I'd send them like 50 names and they're like, no, nah, they're all shit. I'm like, well, I know that most of them are shit. I was like, but you've got to kind of like yeah. see one and think, oh, that's an idea. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. It was like, no, that's shit. Mm. And then it was like, think of something else. And you've got to explore why it's shit. Yeah. I hate yeah. that. The, the thing is, it's like when you're, it's say with um, anything you're trying to learn and you're so abrupt to, I don't know what I want, but definitely not that. Yeah. That's kind of your route to knowing what you want. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we'll decode why you hate that so much. <laughs> so then we can find the opposite of, yeah. of no, it. Exactly. You know? yeah. To be honest, if we'd gone with our first name, uh, which we actually got registered, it was it was White Snake Tattoo, like the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like nice. literally like that. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was sweet with that. I was like, it has that 80s feel. I was like, I don't care that it's and already the shop a band has the name. 80s feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't care that it's like an, an 80s band. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, this is Tattoo. It's not a band. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they were like, okay, well, let's change it up a little bit. Let's call it like White Snake Tattoo Society. And I was like, nah. What? I was like, <laughs> Okay, I was like, I just sort of like went along with it. Just wanted to add um, a little bit. And on. to be fair, like I say, went along with it. We got it, we got it like registered. I yeah. Think, oh, actually, maybe they said we couldn't have society when it came to registering it, but still, we were gonna. Why was that? We were gonna brand it as that. I don't know. I do the accountants just said like you can't have it. I'm Too like, culty. They're like. So nah. yeah, and then that kind of like leads me on to my next thing because then Cody, uh, he was obviously chatting with his mates, and they were like, "That's the most racist name I've ever heard for a tattoo shop." Really? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, really? I was, right. like, I was like, why? And they're like, oh, you know, the society bit just makes it feel, you know, got like white, snake, and then society. So the white and the society just feels a bit like. Oh, I was like, okay. It's like, geez. Oh, it was, I was definitely like, locked down like, then. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, right. So I was like, shit, man, this is how the world is now. Okay. All right. So we'll back off of that. that. I think that's an overstretch. When you said white snake tattoo, that doesn't come to. No, that it reminds no, me of a no. white snake. It, yeah. Exactly. I thought of the band straight away. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, or like a it. name of a craft beer or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, 100%. Yeah. I think people just got too much to say. So, anyway, the boys were obviously scared by that. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit scared. So the society thing, I guess I don't. I didn't like the addition of the society yeah, when you said it. Was said kind it of. A, I think it's because every snake tattoo would have. I think because everyone, everyone nowadays is like just tattoo tattoos. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like it's just like can we just have the tattoo speak for themselves? Do we need to have tattoo in it? Yeah. Cut to four years later, and it's still electric snake tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had legacy <laughs> tattoo co. Yeah. Because we're a tattoo company. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> limited. Uh, yeah. Tattoos limited. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so then obviously we weren't White Snake. We became Electric Snake. And that was from my missus, actually. Yeah. Bernice was just like, what about Electric Snake? I was like, yeah, fuck it. That'll do. Boys. <laughs> I was like, Electric Snake. Electric Snake it is. And they were like, yeah, I'm not against it. I was like, good. Because it's getting done in the company house now. It's done. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. You got so, a snake that wraps around the whole shop, right? The, like a yeah, wall art piece. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, so it all started with going to like I just already had this idea that we wanted to have this kind of eighties feel shop, or like yeah. just not necessarily nice. had to be eighties, but maybe just nostalgia. Like that was the thing. Mm. Um, so like retro gaming and just all that mm. sort of bits and pieces thrown in where we could get it. Um, and immediately setting it up, like uh, been chatting to the you know Squire, Squire Stran, Strahan, Strahan. Don't know how it's Squire. You know right. Squire? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's from the states. Like honestly, okay. he's he's so rad. But everything he does, 
Um, well, I say everything he does. A lot of what he does has that 80s feel. Excuse me. <clears throat> and um, he'd been designing a few logos and that for some shops. And they just all had this 80s like feel about them, like 80s posters, like retro gaming covers, things like that. It all had that. So I was like, I know we're all artists. I was like, well, we're creating a brand. Let's have someone actually outside of us like do something for us. And then they get the brief. They get the idea. And you and don't want to do have it. a look at your own stuff every day. It's true, isn't it? Mm, you know, that's true. Because you pick it apart too yeah. much. So it was a long road with Squire. But, um, yeah, we were just like, this is the brand. This is the name. Like, want a snake in there? 80s, just do what you can. And, mate, that, you've seen our logo with, like, the snake yeah. around it. I was like, dude, like, nail on the head. That's, that's what first so time. Huh? First first draft. To, uh, to he you. sent us a few drafts, but I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, hey, we have, to, like, if you, if you have drafts for tattoos, it's just like. There's one that there's shines like, There's out. one that you just know. <laughs> You're like, actually, that was always your idea, wasn't it? And then you just drove me some shit just to show you to put in some effort. Except except Squires was not shit. I was like, oh, God. I yeah, was like, you but could no, get the, this rose sleeve where you could get this killer tiger. Yeah, exactly. Japanese sleeve. Yeah, so, yeah, Squire drew up this thing and it was, it was rad. And then that was it we had the basis for what we want but the um luke loves drawing snakes like loves drawing snakes so mm. we're like we've got white walls we've got pink below it i was like let's just do something on the white walls like everybody has like frames everywhere now why don't we just yeah. create a gallery wall and then everywhere else we just have like fucking snakes and scales and shit so yeah. yeah we just had someone print these up on vinyl and just stick them all around the shop oh it's vinyl I thought so it was yeah no 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 that's too that's too much yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that is too much. To be honest, it's more just because, like, imagine like going to all that effort of like drawing it on and painting it, and then like years down the line, you've either got to leave or paint over it or repaint it because it's worn off. I'd be like, mm. I was like, no, let's make it digital, and then if it has to come off, it can be get reprinted and then put them back on. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah. it's much easier. Yeah, we, that's what we thought even with the on the shop windows. Oh yeah, yeah. Of, instead of getting it hand painted. Yeah. Getting a print on, and it's you know, it's I, I love that talent oh, and all that stuff, you know. But there was a big part of me that was like, where we are and where our shop is situated. Yeah. If that window breaks, because there's fucking yeah. the kids fucking around mm. and drunks and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I would be so bummed, and the oh. artist would be bummed, yeah. and it would be thousands of pounds down the drain. So yeah. instead of a sticker, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, honestly, I think yeah. There's there's times when just like art and business have to kind of collide and just like yeah, the like, smartest choice on, in let's, some let's way. Let's make sense here. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, massive like massive respect for those guys that do that hand painting and stuff. That's just crazy. Mm. Um, it's so satisfying to watch oh, as well. Mate, you see it? like the videos on Instagram with the long like yeah. long head brushes. Is that that? It's that all like perfect. Is it perfect? Yeah, they have perfect, like a little stick that they lean on or something. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so so, so satisfying. satisfying. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, massively. Teach, so, me, uh, teach me. Was it hard to, um, the process for anyone hearing? Yeah, go on. You know, someone might be listening there, they're thinking they're in the same situation as you with their friends and all that stuff. Mm. If you could be as honest as possible, what was, was it easy? Was it hard? I'm not telling you to give out tips on how to open <clears> shops or anything no, like that. But honest. like, you know, the, because you kind of did it in quite a, you know, turmoil time mm. really, wasn't it? You know, yeah. to, to get it going. So yeah, exactly. was that? Um, I, in all honesty, I just, I would put all the emphasis on just making sure you've got good clientele. Like mm. if, you, if you don't have that, then what's the point? Because if you do end up opening up a shop without it, all you're going to be doing is trying to like either oversaturate the market by getting new talent in or like, or to teach new talent, I should say, 
or you're going to be trying to like poach left, right, and center and just make an enemy out of yourself. Like, yeah, sure. So, so why not like focus on your own clientele? And then once you've got it, at least then you can open up a shop knowing like I can look after myself if all these people fuck off. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I'm in good hands. If, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and where me, Luke, and Cody have all stayed in the same area for so long. It just meant that, like, it's not just me. It's, like, it's Luke and Cody's clients all together. So that's, like, three different client bases that will then go off and tell their friends that they'll tell their friends. So it just seems to make sense. It seems it's, like a success. You've got a lot of new people in yeah, from, like, from the start. Yeah, it's gone It's gone really well, to be fair. we Our main objective was to set something up where, like, obviously we'd love the shop to, like, run itself, but it's mainly just having a a good dynamic with everyone that works there so that everyone pushes each other and not setting the prices and that too high that you scare these sort of artists off. Like, yeah. like tattooing is different now. It doesn't need to be like 50% down the middle. It's, mm. Everyone has their own clients, can get their own clients. They're not relying on the shop. We set it up on a high street so that they've got that to fall back on. So you've always got like a footfall. Um, and, and where is it for people listening? And this is in Billericay, in Essex. Yeah. So, so it's electric snake tattoo electric in, snake Biller- in Billericay. And uh, yeah, like so far, honestly, it's gone it's gone really well. But in terms of tips for people trying to set up their own shop, just only do it if you've got the clients. Don't feel pressured into having to do a private shop because private shops are going to have their downfalls as well with no footfall and stuff like that. So yeah. like think that it's not and all about saving money. Like it's not all about that. Like I, I, that's what I, I think the main part, it's not necessarily exclusion, I think. I just think that everyone's just trying to, Make a quick buck, to be fair. Mm. Like, and I just, they don't need to. No. Like, I like, like the camaraderie of a tattoo shop. Yeah. Same. I like that, you yeah. know. And and if I had a private shop, it would still be filled with people. Yeah. Do you know, with, tat- yeah. with yeah, other tattooers, it, yeah. but it would be private from the public, say, yeah. if they were just killing it online. Mm. But it still comes with that idea that the shop is, you're only ever going to tattoo those people in the day. You just won't have people walking off the street, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, but, there is that. There is that. So... But I suppose with having with having the high street, though, you just you have that uh, what do you call it that, that thing to fall back on. I keep saying it, but it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's always just planning for like the what if. Like artists could move on, um, my work online could dry up, and mm. then like where are you left? Like so, high street just seem, always seems to make sense. Yeah, and I think we've got a good little high street where we are as well. Like it's always come summer, everyone's busy. Even before that, everyone's like doing all right. Like it's obviously been a bit weird. Winter for people. Weird winter, yeah. It was a weird winter in our in our shop as mm. well. A lot yeah. of empty days where it's just been me yeah. and Josh in and Yeah. And I so think forth. a lot of people have been kind of talking about that this year. But yeah. Like I, I still think people are just kind of like freaking out a little bit because <laughs> I think they forget winter. the years before as yeah. well. And you will, and then in summer and we'll forget about it and then yeah, the winter exactly. will come and go, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um but then it could be the effects from COVID, COVID before. Yeah. It, it can't be financially because I was thinking it would be dead. But then everyone just come back. It was, you know, straight away, like with money in their hands, yeah. you know. I was thinking, fucking hell, this is the best it's ever been those years. And then now we're in a recession. So mm-hmm. it's like, where is that going to be for us? As a shop owner, do you hear that news and think, fuck? I'm not, I'm a massive overthinker with all that stuff. So yeah, I you, do. You like, are, right? Yeah. Like I always, I always worry about that. I always even think like my time in tattooing is so limited. Like I just, honestly, I have sleepless nights where I just think, you might be, not, you might not be tattooing next year. And you're like, fuck. It's like, why? I was like, I'm good at what I do. I should be fine. Yeah, so yeah. So you yeah. have to like spend the next day just telling yourself, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Um, mm. So yeah, there's there is. It's crazy ways. that an artist at your level would have that. Yeah, just I I think maybe like 
you just see nowadays like how everything is sort of like directed towards like a younger crowd. Like it just always seems to be like a new younger artist is always doing better. Mm. And you're like, fair play, like it's yeah. good. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah. when I was doing my first tattoos, they were not this good. Like, yeah. So you do just think like, yeah, like it's just always new people to come and kind of like take your spot, I guess, a little bit. Do you think that's why you lean, say your style yourself, is it that you lean into being such a versatile artist? Because I think this was something that you wanted to ask yeah, about today. Um, um, yeah, you go. Kind of with like, you're good at like every style. Yeah. Was there was there one thing when you started that you wanted to do in particular or have you always been happy to do like a bit of everything? I think I've always been happy to do a bit of everything. Yeah. But... I think, I think I in the early day. If you asked me in the early days, I would have said this neo traditional sort of color style. Yeah. This is my thing, and this is what I want to do all the time. Um, but then, just also the way I work and the way I create is just it's never like that. It's just never that. Yeah. It's never that like um, I don't know like like methodical. It's always just whatever's in my head, and a lot of it gets based on the client themselves. So, I'm. I, I am quite a good salesman in terms of tattooing, I think. That's well, yeah. one thing a lot of people tell me is, oh, you can kind of talk around the yeah. client into getting what you want them to get. But it's never what I want to get. It's always what I can do, what I can blend with their ideas and like and how they meet and yeah. how it would make a good tattoo that's like better than what they've shown me, but just more fitting into my style. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's never like it always looks like it's really versatile, but it's only because like say like I want to do the neo stuff and then someone comes to me with like a realistic black and gray sleeve. I'm like, okay, I could do the realistic black and gray sleeve. I was like, but if we put like a nice outline and stuff around it, it will kind of like hold better over time in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's kind of like merge the neo traditional with the black and gray, give it a bit of structure, and then yeah. from there you've got your black and gray sleeve, but just with little ant coal sprinkling yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. like do you know what I mean? Yeah, your 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 like signature on it as yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. But on the other end, like I have always said that like clients do need to be happy, and yeah. I think like with Instagram and that sort of like recently de decaying, I'd say because it has gone downhill for me. Um, I'd say that like the word of mouth is still so important. So if you're keeping your client happy then they're only going to go tell others. Yeah. And I think that's, I think a lot of people are forgetting that nowadays. Lots of people are forgetting that. So it goes back to having the shop on a high street. I think if you can look after that and you can keep people happy, then you'll only keep that footfall moving mm. through the shop. So, mm. so yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'd say I don't really have any one particular style. And even now, don't think I would try and stick to one. Yeah. I'm nice. just quite happy to kind of do it all. You're kind of in that phase now being yeah. the apprentice because you do a lot of people that walk in and we think, you know, the fundamentals with Joe are there mm. with like lining and shading and things like that. So when people bring in a design that isn't off a flash sheet, you could go, but you can do that. Yeah. It's yeah. the same basis, the same thing. Yeah, you know. I think like, I just kind of get a little bit scared. Some Like people will say like, I want this Japanese thing. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I, I can only do this. And then I don't want to tell them that I can't do that. Yeah. And then I have to try and think of a way, like you say, like putting a little bit of yourself yeah, into that's it, it. Rather than just being like, I can't I can't do that. I don't have the ability to I do I think it's a bit of like we feel like imposters though, isn't it? When someone would say like, yeah. I want this traditional Japanese piece and you go, 
Yeah. That's for traditional Japanese people. Yeah, like, 100%. You know, yeah, that's so exactly. you feel like, oh, I'm dog shitting on it almost. Yeah, so yeah. I, I always try and find my own way in that. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, that, that client is probably coming in from like 10 minutes down the road. Is like, not saying definitely, but like he could be coming in from 10 minutes down the road. He only ever wants to get tattooed in Billericay. So, yeah. And yeah. it's just like, he's not, he's not open to like the tattoo world. He doesn't know no. what's out there. He wants a good tattoo. So mm. give him a good tattoo. Like, yeah. like you know, you've got, you've got like the, the skills to do it so respect what he wants and just give him a good tattoo like some japanese traditional artist isn't probably gonna see him like walk down the street one day and been like that's fucking wrong like that doesn't look right like do you know what i mean they don't yeah. care yeah like, this yeah, is yeah. some dude from fucking thousands yeah. of miles away that's got a sleeve that he's happy with who cares yeah. and i think it's all internal dialogue yeah. to ourselves yeah, even like what you're saying with like oh i might be finished next year yeah. or, or yeah. whatever like it's all it's all made up. Like yeah. the future's made up. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you can't, sense. Yeah, you can't control that shit. So you just got to fucking yeah. roll with it. It's, yeah. But massive. I guess it gives you a good hand for that because that, that's why it surprised me that you would feel that way because I thought, I would think that artists that just pigeonhole themselves doing one certain yeah. style would feel more like that. Yeah. Because if they go, this is a wave, like mm. people are riding that wave at the moment. Yeah. I don't really know anything out of this wave. This is gonna crash. Yeah, that's massive. You know, where you could fair. go, oh, it's black and grey this year, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you there know. is that to fall back on. Like there is yeah. that to fall back on. But no, yeah, I mean, I didn't do my first portrait till like fucking two years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. After so you say like I've had like done all of this stuff. I was like, but yeah, I didn't actually turn my hand to like a family portrait until like only two years ago. Mm, how so, did that turn out? Mate, to be fair, I was like, you know, all those nerves you get? I yeah. kind of still like that because it was like I, I still really care about this. Like, you know yeah, I mean? good. Yeah, yeah. So good. Um, and yeah, it was just, that's all it was. It was nerves. It was like I knew how to work my tattoo machine. Like mm. I knew how to copy a photo. So just fucking do it. And yeah. yeah and when it came out, I was like, fucking rad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, buzzing. So nice. yeah, I think that's, that's another good reason as to and like there's not pigeonhole yourself because yeah. that was so rewarding. Yeah. So rewarding. And there's also the added pressure of the portrait of it looking like oh. someone that they know. Yes. Mm. Oh, so you're like. Yeah. I, it would still be, I wonder if, uh, I think it's the skill that takes the nerves away, but I wonder if really seasoned portrait artists still get that fear yeah, of a family maybe. portrait. You know, you go, yeah. this is my mum. Mm, that's and like, you go, it's a big deal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is it? Because I'm pretty sure she just packed up my shop in like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, I think the fear of it, looking like someone can be like a chain you know i get it with like dog portraits and their dogs like yeah. that's subjective like you could just ruffle their fur up a bit and they yeah. look completely different yeah you know they're different in every photo but we notice as humans like Certain facial things. structures that's really the, that's well that's the thing that always put me off that's why i didn't do it mm. yeah, for ages. i'm talking myself out of it right but now yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> have you done any actually You've done any family portraits? I've done. I've only done portraits where they've been. Um, they they have their their characters. Yeah. So say like Frankenstein yeah. oh, or okay, Nosferatu right. or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. I've done those, and I did like um, a portrait, a horror portrait of. Um, it was like an old uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. Piece. But I, I the, the way that I do it is if I find, because I know that they're famous people, yeah. usually I'll take on for some reason, um, or a character, that I would try and find a, like an 
illustrated version of it. Yeah. My brain understands it more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you see a black and gray photo and it's so smooth, yeah. I can't, I, my brain's like, but how, uh, you know? Mm. I, my, I get muddled. I have to see colors and uh, I'll put okay. it through like different rendering stuff on my iPad, which will like almost like posterize colors mm. out. And then my brain goes, oh, you shade yeah. that into there. And I don't need to copy from the posterization. Yeah. I can look at the original image, but my brain goes into a painting by numbers. If I was doing color, kind of thing. I would do it that way as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. I can even remember that with like uh, one I've done recently and you kind of like end up keep taking my gloves off and just touching the screen and being like, oh, it's that color. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that color. And when you paint it like, by itself. And I'm like, and then you, but like then it. you still get the bottle of ink out and you go, Nah, nah. Yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting purple under his nose. Yeah. No chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you see, like people like um, uh, Hannah Flowers. Yeah, she'll have a thing where it's like, I'm just going to put green in this face, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. And then you'll do it, and then it's great. Yeah, exactly. You know? And you're Crazy. like, fuck. There's so much I don't know. Yeah. I, there's a, a there's 100%. a bunch of uh, portrait artists that I follow, but they're painters. Yeah, and they'll talk about like getting depth into eyes, mm. and it was like painting this like it was kind of like a Native American chief head, massive, right? And he was like, oh, and you can see the depth in the eyes, but he's like, but look at this color, and he puts it up, and it's green, right? And he's like, but we're gonna add this into the eyes to make it look like there's more depth into it, and so. The video is obviously set up where you're thinking, this is going to look crap. Like, and why are you doing that to the, the amazing picture? He obviously knows what he's doing, though. And he adds it in under these, all the undershadows of everything. Yeah. Something like that for a portrait, for me, it's make or break, isn't it? Yeah. I do illustrative faces. Yeah. If I went, I'm going to do green under the eyes, that's okay because it's a made yeah, up okay. concept yeah. of a person, yeah. right? But that is like, it's human. Is green in the face? Is it like you, my brain starts going like that, you yeah. know? Oh, and then he paints it underneath and it looks great. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm just like, just don't second guess yourself. If you see a color, just put it down, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's not that easy. It, it, when, <laughs> it's it's not that when it's permanent, <laughs> yeah. When it's tattooing and it's permanent, yeah, you put that bottle of green down. Yeah, you're like, exactly. nah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put this into yeah. other colors. So true. So is um, Electric Snake gonna fly the flag at any conventions soon? So yeah, you, you've I done mean, some. So we've done we've done some. Um, there's there's a few in the shop that are really um, keen on doing bits and pieces. So uh, we try and do what we can to obviously like help them and obviously do our bit to kind of like still show our face on the scene, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think that's important these days? It's, I'd say, I'd say yes to a certain extent, but it's, it comes down to a more, more of like a responsibility, I feel. So like it, conventions for me, again, a bit, I wouldn't say boring, but like I'd much rather go there as a punter now rather I than agree, go yeah. and work. Um, yeah. I've always got a lot out of like the networking side of things. Mm -hmm. um, but I think because it was in the early days of like just being really excited by it all and doing the tattooing, I think that kind of like just got disguised a little bit. And then the more it's gone on, it's like, oh, I can tattoo. I have clients. Like I don't necessarily need the convention. I was like, but I still like the networking. I was like, oh, that's actually what I've always liked all along. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, and, and there was like a very exciting moment of tattooing at conventions and, and there still is, I still battle with the idea of doing them, mm. but then weighing up the um, kind of pros and cons, I always figure out that I want to be surrounded by people and checking them out. Yeah. And when I go to conventions and get this excitement of, I'm going to do this big tattoo and I'm going to do it all convention and I miss everything, you know? Mm. So I'm yeah. just tattooing in a really small 
booth yeah. with, you know, that's music. It. Yeah, I think um, conventions for me have never really been one of those things where I'm like one of the ones moaning about space and I don't have this, I don't have that. I actually, that's all quite fun, to be honest. Yeah. Like that's kind of like the fun of a convention. Um, but I just think nowadays with social media, like the conventions are just losing their place a little bit. And it seems a little bit like maybe people were just kind of trying to save face and be like, oh, I've done this for so long, so I need to keep doing this. At least that's how I feel, like, to be honest. Like, yeah. I do like doing them, but there's just so much stress that goes in and there's so much prep you want and you need to put in. Um, and it sometimes just as a business decision, doesn't work out good. Mm. Like, it, it's just, it's overstressful and it's too costly. And then you end up, like, getting to the end of the weekend and just thinking, like, what was that even for? I've yeah. left my family for a whole weekend. Like, yeah, for sure. For what? Mm. Did that change when you had a family? Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest change, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just too much. It's the same with me. And it's just too much time away from them, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's just, I know, it, I know it's a, a weekend in a whole lifetime, like, but it's just the, the young years are so important. Like, mm. I, I love it. Like, I, it's, it's not even like I feel guilty. It's actually that, like, if you put the two things side by side, what would I like to do more? Yeah. yeah. Hanging out with the kids and doing stupid shit. Like, mm. I would much rather do that than go, like, I don't know, just, like, hang around and drink. Right? And, and you've done or your years of it as well. Too, like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, mine was when Phoenix got sick. It really kind mm. of opened up for me because I had a lot of, like, offers that year or those in those years. Yeah. But I just couldn't live with myself going away. And like you said, like, you know, you get dragged into kind of like partying and yeah. things like that. I have no self-control. You know? <laughs> so, and I was like, I couldn't live with the guilt of yeah. like being away, you know, yeah, these long it. trips away for like um, uh, even guest spots and mm. stuff. And then get that like text of like, oh, I have to go up to the hospital today from, and don't, my wife is great with that. Yeah. Emily's great, you know, with that. She wouldn't care. But. I would care. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it was kind of a weird time. And that really slowed it down for me. And then I really stood and then I realized, I was like, I really just like the networking bit. Yeah. And the... That is it. And um, last year was funny because we had like, on the lead up to going to Brighton and everything was like really planned out. Like we really had it sorted. And then um, I was like, look, I'll come down and help you guys sit up on the Friday. I was like, I've got to come back from Malachi's football match Saturday morning. And the guys in the, in the shop are trying to talk me out of it. Like, no, 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 don't do that. And it sounds really bad, but it's not. It's not. Benisa basically planned to surprise me and bring the boys up. So they were oh, like, they, right. they were like trying to they like. They knew. Yeah, they knew. Like, and they were right. trying to tell me like, don't, like, don't go home. Don't go home. And I'm like, cool, you, you guys have been harsh, man. It's my family at home. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, guys have yeah. been dicks right now. I was like. Yeah, yeah. So, um. So, yeah, in the end, like, yeah, went to the convention and then Benice came up and, like, surprised us. So it was it was rad. It was so good, like, having the kids at that. So, mm. yeah, I think that's I think I would thing. like to do that. Yeah, I would like I to think, do it and, and that, that was it. That was a light bulb moment for me. It was just like, oh, yeah, it's been cool tattooing. I was like, but the kids are here. I'm buzzing that they're here. Now all yeah. I want to do is take them around and show them everything and introduce them to the people mm. that I know. Like, Yeah. And was Brighton a good one for that? So, yeah, mate, always. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, always. Everyone likes Brighton, don't they? Yeah, it's yeah. Got, like, it's got a soft spot Brighton's for the one, that's the thing. That's like when we talk about conventions or when people moan about conventions, I never include Brighton yeah, in that that's it. thing. It's more know? like, it's always like just for me with conventions as a whole as to like why I'm kind of like edging towards not doing them anymore. Mm. Like it's Brighton that is definitely that one that just like wants to pull you back in. Like, yeah. Cause, 
You could take the kids out for the weekend yeah, there. It's exactly, easy. When like, they get bored, you could go to the beach. You know? Exactly that. It's a, <clears throat> it's a harsh time of year. Obviously, yeah, like yeah. this weekend was quite cold. Yeah, and... come on, Woody. Like, bring, please bring it back to May. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, please. <laughs> Summer would be... I, I bet it's expensive, though. Summer. Yeah, no, I, I get it. That's oh, it. That's yeah. the first thing. They'll probably say, like, what, if it doubled in price? Yeah, mate. Tripled. Like, who knows? Like, it's off-season. Seaside towns are dead off-season, but Brighton's still okay. yeah. You know, because mm. it's a city, isn't it? Like, was it city? Or yeah, I guess Brighton's it's a, city. Yeah, 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 it is. But then, it still must die off. You know, yeah, in the winter. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get a convention and then get all those hotels like booked up for all those artists, all those partners. No. Like that yeah. easy. So, and it's marathon, isn't it? Normally, oh yeah, Has that marathon thing on the side. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, like <clears throat> I'm probably. Well, I know Woody's doing that thing now, isn't he, with Bristol? Bristol, I Brist- spoke... Uh, I sp- Bristol and Thingy together. Yeah. So, to be honest, I'm really... That's piqued my interest. I've never been to Bristol. I spoke to the guy on the phone about Bristol. He's absolutely sound. Yeah. And his head is in the right place for a convention, cool. like when he was speaking to me about it. And it's funny because everyone I speak to about conventions, they always say Brighton and Bristol yeah, are the best same. ones. But I've never been to Bristol, so exactly, I don't have an exactly experience. Exactly the same. Exactly yeah. the same. Bristol, like, just haven't been able to like get on for whatever reason. Yeah. So, so yeah, now they're teaming up together. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, my application was in yesterday. Like, I did it yeah. straight away. I was just like, do you know what? Like, if anything's gonna kind of pull me back in, I was like, at least let it be this. And at least it's in like a cool little place as well. So yeah, like it's a little bit like Brighton again. It's like mm. I can bring the family down. Like if I can get the shop there, sweet. But then maybe it's more get the shop there, showcase the shops, like merch and prints and all that sort of stuff. Chat to the right people, but then take the kids around, do stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Because um, so you yeah. could you could suffer it if you're like, oh, I'll do <clears> one <throat> busy day and and Benice, you you're with the kids, yeah. and then on the the next day we'll all chill out. Yeah, you exactly know, that. and and do exactly it. That. As I'm always in the thing, as long as I can cover my costs, it's cool. Yeah, mm. you know, I never had That's any it. higher expectations of that. Yeah, but because it can get expensive, hotels and it's, the travel and the so food, expensive. and if you're out drinking with your mates, and, and it's the sometimes prep, you get it? dinner for people because you're trying <clears> to like network and stuff, and you think, yeah. fuck, I'm burning up. Well, like when you when you used to do these things by yourself, it was always just looking after yourself. Like, okay, this is my table. This is what I need to tattoo. This is where I'm staying. This is how I'm getting there. Yeah, I, I, will, I will sleep done. as rough as possible. Yeah, but exactly. Then, like yeah. done. But then when you've got the shop and you've got to take the shop there, it's just that added responsibility. So now like days before you go, you're thinking, right, fucking hell, like even though they're sorting themselves out, you're like, oh, are they, are they got somewhere cool to stay? Like, are they going to be all right? Oh, we've got to try and plan like shop meals together, which you want to do. I'm not saying you don't want to do them. Yeah, but it's a like, lot it's more just, It's just involved. a lot more involved. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> where you could just be hung over McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Turn up. Exactly. And then as a shop, you still got to pay for someone to like run the booth as well, haven't you? I think it's, it's not wild like... for that a customers choose to go to conventions <laughs> to get tattooed. Is, not man. by everyone. There's obviously a lot of like sober artists and stuff like that. But the majority of artists, man. the news to anyone listening, they party, bro. Like, yeah. it's, a, <laughs> it's a time yeah. to get together yeah. and party. You and, know? and who would have thought? Like people don't like being watched when they get tattooed. Like, yeah. Who would have thought that? Like, no, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. You in pain all day. Yeah, you in pain all day. And sometimes your customers come out with you. You yeah. bump into them and they're like, we've had it plenty of times where it's like, I've gone out. And then I've bumped into a customer because they're just walking around Brighton, say, like, you, you know. tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Shots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll always be like, oh, I'll get like, you a beer. Yeah, and then you're having to be like, right, you can't have a nudge and I can't have any more. <laughs> 
So let's call it off at eight or something. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's kind of funny, but yeah, just conventions themselves, fucking hell, just madness. At yeah. least they used to be, but I yeah, I have I haven't been to one since um lockdown now. Really? No. Yeah. It all kind of changed, and well, obviously the last one I the last one I went to was the London Tattoo Convention. Um, which it was, one? The, the the main one. Oh, the, the main one, Mickey's yeah. Mickey's one, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. That was my first time invite and it was their last show. Yeah. I didn't realise. I was like, yes, this is my new beginning. Oh, you know? Man, yeah, no, I never got the invite to that. No, they, they, then they packed it all up. It was it was really, really good, you know, and that's mm. it. I've never checked out. I've went to the London Com- uh, Collective and that was done by Mickey as well. Yeah. So a smaller one, which mm. actually was really good because it felt like, because it was on like on the Brick Lane kind of art district. Oh, is that the one I went to with you? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, side yeah, by yeah. Side. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, 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 what it's called then, yeah, but yeah, yeah, the collective, and um, yeah, and we had uh, a portrait artist next to us as well, wasn't there? It's like super realistic, was there? Yeah, know, I can't remember now, yeah, and um, I liked that convention though, I didn't mind it, that was, one. it was no small, mind that one, to be honest, it yeah, small. but it was great to like walk out and you're in the center of London, yeah, exactly. and you know, there was no faffing about as if you just walk no. out and stumble into a bar or something, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Which, again, that's what I'm looking for for the <laughs> obviously with the talk of like socializing, <laughs> it's easier to socialize. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's why we want to bring the kids with us so they can just like rein us in a little bit, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, old so, conventions would be completely different yeah. now, yeah, man. I can't party like that anymore, oh, dude. Dude. There's no way. Yeah, we're talking about like 10 years since I very first like guested with you. Like mm. a lot has changed. Oh, we we went years. out. Was that the one where we went out in Cambridge? Yeah. 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 I, I literally had to like run out as we were leaving because I just threw up all over the stairs. <laughs> and then I think we like, and then we got back. We got back and that was that one where I just passed out like literally as we like walked through and through the door, didn't we? Literally yeah. at the bottom of Chris's place, I think it was, isn't it? And it was just like on the floor, like everyone trying to walk over me to get up the stairs. <laughs> So bad, so oh, bad. Good times. They they were though. They were. It was it was always funny. Like it was always. You guys were always like my like second family. Like in tattooing. Like coming up here was awesome. That's why it was yeah. so regular, wasn't it? At one point, I think I was up like every month. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it was it was awesome. I loved it. They mm. were like they were honestly they were like the heydays for me. It's it's rad having my shop and everything now. But in yeah. terms of like I know you tattooing mean, and socialising together, mm. like they they were the heydays. Like, for I sure. I do miss my shop <clears> from that era. Yeah. Not anything else business wise. No. <laughs> Just the the thing. And the, the things that I'm missing I can't do anymore. So it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. I guess there's that kind of freedom with it, I guess. There's the, yeah. I, I think the more you own a business and the more like the environment changes around us, like, you know, uh financial or whatever, mm. you kind of get more anxieties, don't you? Yeah. Like if stuff to navigate through to be like, oh fuck, like, you know. Yeah. Is tattooing going to be around for, like you said, like for 10 years? Or mm. is this, you know, you, you've got to think. Yeah. Like I, getting a mortgage recently oh, and they're there being like, oh, uh, so you're going to be in your business for 30 years. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, yeah. wait, how many years have I been doing yeah, it? That's... Well, I did 10 years. I did yeah. 15 years. So maybe, maybe, but I was in my heyday then. That's you it. Know? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a hard one. You're only as old I don't as you want think. Him to mate. ask me that question, I think I'll just crumble. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, no, I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> you get like, you get like that with any industry because when I got my mortgage, they, I think it was like 35 years. Yeah. Mine was over, and I was doing electrical work, and they were like, "Are you going to be doing that another 35 years?" 
I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope I'd so. I never want to think that far ahead in my life ever. See, maybe no. just everyone has it. When you yeah. put, when you put that question, no matter what you do, it's still don't, like a worry. Yeah. Like, you could be employed and yeah, then you go exactly. next Christmas they go, oh, yeah, the company's bust. That's, that's yeah. my, exactly. my whole life again Yeah, of doing the same yeah. thing. Exactly, yeah. That's my the... whole life again. Yeah. You'd be like, well, I was, yeah, I was a baby at one point earning no money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I knew nothing about tattooing. Yeah. <laughs> I know so much I more still now. know as much as I knew then. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we're going to, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up soon because we'll do the live stream, I think. Ooh. We've actually timed this really well. Have we? The, um, the reason why I... I was like, oh, you're the actually first guest that we'll have to do the live draw event. Oh, balls. <laughs> but this is the thing is because I know, I because I've spent a lot of time with you, yeah. especially when I've come to like conventions and that really off the cuff stuff where someone will walk up and go, I want this tattoo and you can draw it. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll give him a shark to do. Yeah, I was pretty true. confident that, you know. Yeah, to be fair, I did do that one the other day. So hopefully it's quite fresh in my mind. But yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know why, but it's that same thing of pressure, isn't it? Like, no matter if a client walks in and they're downstairs and they're out the way, mm. now I'm upstairs just drawing on my own. Easy. Like, mm. no, I don't feel pressure in that situation at all. Now I feel pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why, but I, it's like, nothing I get really it. changes. It's just you guys. The, like, yeah. The, you know and, I mean? and the community of people, hopefully, with the, this is the earliest time that we could do, obviously, just for because of our schedules. Yeah. But the, um, the, the feeling around it, is is good because you get people that they come on and you know they shout yeah. you out and yeah. yeah it is a good vibe man like it is cool um it's actually our favorite part about doing the podcast now yeah. how is it is, that's really the thing it, yeah. yeah we've changed in this this kind of comes so quickly when we're just like we're just going to do about apprentices and it's just going to be like yeah. information and it's just going to be that and then it kind of changed it's evolved so much it's evolved then, so yeah. much and then it was like we're going to do like comedy stuff you know as yeah. well and then yeah. that kind of changed as well because you know you got to think of all this shit as well yeah. you know it's and then like, we went like super youtubey for a bit don't we super youtube how was it super youtubey just like thumbnails and like, like, oh, it's you know what I mean? Like graphs oh, that was when you were like bringing up all like people's pictures and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like right involved. Yeah. yeah. So we 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 were doing like you know game shows on it and all the editing and all yeah. that stuff. And then it was kind of like the more we had and the the response from people was the more people like they just want to hear stories about tattooing oh. basically and like yeah. about that stuff. And then we did the first live stream and you kind of feel like. It's fun when we're having fun. Yeah. You it know, felt natural, cool. didn't it? it felt I, more natural. Yeah. We, we're not YouTubers, you know. Yeah, we fair. were just thinking that's how people are successful on YouTube. Oh, and it's always yeah. the bad way to have a lens with something. It's the same with like tattooing. If you get someone coming in with a portfolio mm. and they've just traced tattoo designs yeah. and you go, yeah, that's tattoo designs, but, you know, are you enjoying it? Is yeah. there anything further than that for you? Yeah. Is there, you know. Yeah. It will, it will evolve, you know, so yeah, we'll see. We'll, we got, we got to hook you up and get it. But is there right. anything you want to say before we go up? Anything you want to shout out? Anything you got coming up that you need people to know about? No, man. No. Just the shots <laughs> in there. <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, like, I was just buzzing that you guys asked us to come on, to be honest. So, no, nah, there's, there's nothing I've really got to, like, shout out. Like, just please just look at my work. For God's yeah. sake, like <laughs> Mr. Like, Cole tattoo on yeah, that's, right? yeah, actually, but I don't think we mentioned that once. To be fair, yeah. everyone's like looking for Ant. I was like, where the fuck's Ant? Like, yeah, yeah. So no, on Insta, it's yeah, Mr. Cole tattoo, but it's Mr. B 
been awkward back in the 2010 days of being spelt out. So M-I-S-T-E-R. I'm yeah. sure you'll like tag all that shit in there anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just yeah, stuck with it and never it. fucking dropped it. I probably should have dropped it. Dropped what? <laughs> just the whole Mr. Cole crap. Should have just yeah. been like just Ant Cole from day one. Electric Cole you could be now. Oh, electric Cole. Mr. Snake. Mr. Snake. Right. Thank you guys for joining. Um, and yeah, the shop is in Billericay and it's called Electric Snake. It so is. you can find that in, if you're overseas, sorry, it's in Essex, UK, but it's worth the trip. So thanks again for listening. See you later. Later. Yeah.